Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Two Girls in Ohio. I'm Courtney. I'm Kelly. And we live in motherfucking Ohio. I've decided <laughs> to snow about two inches this week. Just in case you forgot where you were. I, like, Marley started screaming in the morning, like, Mom, Mom, get over here. And I was like, oh, my God, something's wrong. And then I get there, and she's looking out the window, and she's oh. like, look. She's like, you lied. You said that it wasn't going to snow anymore because she keeps wanting to go sledding. You and I'm lied. like, we can't go sledding, Marley, not till like, next winter. And lo and behold. But it you was lied. a school day for her, so I did feel bad because she wanted to play in it. And I was like, after school. And then by the time she got back home, it was like Gone. nothing. Gone. Yeah. Just rained, washed it right away. <laughs> I saw a tweet recently. I'm not on Twitter. Someone, like, posted it. But it was like, welcome to Ohio at, you know, 10, or no, it's like 8 a.m. is yeah. winter. And then 10 a.m. spring. Around noon will be summer. And then it's going to be fall at 430. Yeah. Something. I was like, very true. It's very, very true. true. We had our first volleyball match of the new, since they took the dome down. And it, we were like, well, at least we don't play on Wednesday because we knew it was going to snow on Wednesday. And Tuesday it was freezing, but at least it wasn't snowing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they still played, even with the the sand would have just been wet at that point. But oh my god, yeah, it's chilly. Yeah, and I literally like just got my shit together and put all the kids' clothes away, like their winter clothes. It was like eighty degrees the week before. I was yeah, like, I think it's safe. I can put it away. And then, you know, no. I showed up to school with them on Wednesday and they have like no coats on. I'm like, I wasn't going to get them back out. I just wasn't going to do it. They'll survive. They're going it's one it, day. Yeah, they can handle it. That's funny. Slash terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, in April, you always got to prepare for it. It's going to snow one more time and then it's done. I think it's done now. Yeah. Yeah. We're about yeah, to round the it corner. It is. It's to about May. to be May. Yeah. It, it doesn't usually snow May. April it snows. I looked at Max yesterday, and I was like, hey, you know what you can do for me for Mother's Day? And he goes, what? I was like, just drive through the ATM, get some cash out, and give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Heather was over, and she was like, really? I was like, yeah, maybe some ones for when I go to Vegas. That sounds great. We need some ones. Drive through the ATM. (laughs) Make it real easy on you for this Mother's Day. You can use lower bills so it feels like you gave me more money. Uh-huh. Whatever you want to do. Stacks on stacks of ones. <laughs> That's funny. Do you ever gamble when you go to Vegas? Uh, just slots. Okay. That's, um, Morgan and I were talking about what to do. Like, the first two days, it's just us. And yeah. Like, we can gamble, but I feel like slot machines is probably going to be mm-hmm. our best friend. I don't yeah. think any of the, like, games that require strategies are going to be up my alley. Nah, because drinking's always involved, yeah. so, like, no. Well, Max said that they, and I never knew this, if you're, like, sitting in a slot machine or whatever, they'll, like, come around and just, like, give you a drink mm-hmm. because you're, like, gambling. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know where you were the last time we were there, Not but... Not gambling, ever. <laughs> gambling kind of freaks me out. Well, yeah. You just, I mean, I never gamble much. Yeah. Never much, but, yeah. Just slots. I just think to myself, like, let's say I end up losing, like, $5 or $10 sure. or whatever. I'm like, that was, like, three drinks. Right. But I, not in Vegas. No. But in Athens. <laughs> in Athens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, speaking of Athens, there is a movie that just came out. Oh, gosh. I should have wrote it down. Let me look it up. But the guy who wrote it and, like, directed it is a, um OU alum. He graduated in 2004, so, like, he was, like, four years older than us, but, like, breakup, maybe? Or, like, heartbreak? We Broke Up. That's what it's called. We Broke Up. Um, You can now play it, I think, on, like, HBO Max or something, but it's essentially, like, the beginning scene, they said, is um, they're sitting in a car, like, really dressed up, and they're, like, talking about, like, wedding details of their friend's wedding, and then, like, above them, it just is, like, the title of the movie, and it's, like, we broke up, and then they, like, get out of the car and walk away, so apparently, they had just broken up, but they're going to their friend's wedding, and they don't want that to be, like, the weird thing that everyone remembers about the wedding, so they just don't tell their friends that they broke up. Yeah, I've never experienced that. I was just going to say, it kind of <laughs> sounds like something you would do slash did. Where? Uh-huh. But, the, and apparently, like, someone who worked in the music department on it was OU. Like, there were a lot that's of cool. OU people on yeah. it. Um, so, I'm going to watch it. I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm, that's neat. I'll even pay for it. Yeah. Support. Support. Yeah, that's pretty neat. 
Also, Maggie texted me, and she's going to come home a whole week before the beach. Oh, wow. And then drive to the beach with us. Okay. And her two of her friends that she went to college with, they all met at Camp Akita, Yeah. Are getting married at Camp Akita. Whoa. So, the Saturday they get married, the next sun, the next day, Sunday, she's like, you should come pick me up from Akita, and we'll go to Athens and spend, like, a whole Sunday fun day in Athens. Oh, wow. Like, yes. That'd be fun. Um, so, you're invited. Obviously, I'll go. <laughs> um, so, wait. She she works from home now, right? So, she doesn't yes. even have to, like, take off work. She can just come. Right. That's so nice. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. She even said, she's like, I would love to get to the point where, like, I've been there long enough that I could come home for, like, a whole month in, like, May and October. Because she said those are the two months she misses, like, from Ohio. Oh, the seasons? Yeah. And she's like, just come home for May and October and, like, be home for, like, a whole month every year. And I don't like, know if she so could cool. do that, but... I mean, I don't mentally. know if she could either, I don't think she could be here for a whole month. Maybe, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two weeks, weeks probably good. would probably... Well, Meg, let's go ahead and... Fit. Let's just figure this out. You come a week before you go to the beach... And then we'll gauge it after that. Yes, we'll see. See if then you could do two weeks. But I did tell her, I was like, we're going to have a guest room and it has a little desk in it. You want to, she's yeah. like planning on staying at my parents, but yeah. So hmm. speaking of those assholes, they're in, at the beach right now. My oh, parents. Oh, dang them. I know. They drove um, to, I think they're in North Carolina for a week. Nice. Yeah. Good Gail, Gail got fully vaccinated and she just was like, wheels on her. Bye. <laughs> she was like, I just went to walk around Kroger just to walk around. It's like, you do it, Gail. Oh, man. No, none of that shocks me. <laughs> no, she hasn't been inside a store in like 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. It is crazy. So, what's new with you? I feel like a lot, but nothing all at the same time. Um, I just bought a dishwasher today. <gasps> wow. I know. Yeah, that Next one over there is, looks like it could use a it's makeover. Seen its day. Yeah. Next is the fridge. Um, also looks as though it's been here a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I hired our friend Alex. I'm not going to say his last name. Uh, from OU. Okay. Uh, he started like, he actually like got an LLC for like being a handyman. Oh. Yeah. So I just texted him and I was like, hey, will you pick it up and come install it? <laughs> so he's going to do that. And then jokingly in my head, I'm like, mm, got some other stuff for you to do too while you're here. <laughs> you should have max measure our fridge that we just got because I would bet it would fit there. I thought you wanted that fridge for... No, I mean like you buy the same one. Oh. Like it's a good fridge and I like it. You like I think it, it would okay. fit there. I don't know. I don't think... Tall. But I don't think a two-door one would fit there. No, and they make pretty much this exact same shitty fridge that I think is just going to go right in there again. It's just going to be brand new. But it'll be black. I'll have a black one. Did you get a black dishwasher? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since I want this to be a rental, like, I don't... Stainless steel doesn't need to happen in here. Yeah, that makes sense. And mainly for the stove. Yeah. Like, stainless steel stoves are so disgustingly expensive that there's no reason... For that to happen, so just black appliances are plenty. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, so that's what I spent the majority of my day doing today. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Adulting. Adulting. Um, dishwashers like change your life, man. When we just got that one. Yeah. How long? Like that one probably is like our old one. It would take like an hour and a half to run. Yes, and it's I, insane. It probably was. It's probably as old as the one that you had in your house. Yeah. Yes. And now it's like 40 minutes, the yeah. new one, and it's quiet, yeah. and then it's yeah. like actually cleans the which, dishes. Which I didn't get the nicest. I got a cheaper one just once again. Like, yeah. this is not my forever home. I do not need to spend $800 on a fucking dishwasher. I will one day, but not today. Today is not that day. <laughs> today is not that day. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. How about you? Um, I got a rug burn from... Um, Making a stupid TikTok video last night. I woke up to that and I was laughing. (laughs) Mainly at Marley in the background. We literally, Heather kept being like, go in the playroom, guys. Go in the playroom. And she's like, we do not need to look like bad parents right now or we're making TikTok videos where you guys are standing there. And they were all like, we want to watch. And like, I could not get Marley to leave. So she was just standing there watching us. That was probably the funniest part. Yeah. And then when I realized that the two guys were like on each other's crotches, that also. Okay, so that was a big conversation about whose head was. Oh, yeah. on whose oh, crotch. Yeah. Oh, and Max yeah. is like, my head can go on Heather's crotch. And I was like, mm, bet it could. Can't. I don't think it should, though. <laughs> yeah. And we did it about 42 times. I'm sure. I have all the outtakes. Yeah. So I'll have to show you because they're pretty funny. 
my thighs I was are just burning gonna wonder so if bad. You're sore today from that. Like, I almost couldn't carry Marley upstairs last yeah. night to go to bed. Like, I yeah. was like, oh my God, I cannot walk up the stairs. Yeah. It was entertaining, though. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Heather loves that type of stuff. Like, you know the videos where someone's always, like, picking them up and then they have to, like, balance each other? Oops, yeah. And, like, all that. That's, like, yeah. Heather's jam. Which she is funny because, like, it's how quiet and reserved she is. Like, you would not think that that would be her jam. And, like, I would rather die than do something like that. Right. So it's really good you have these multitude of friends because you can't count on me for that. Plethora yeah. of people. Yeah, I'm not doing that with you, sorry. <laughs> or I would need to be very drunk. So, so drunk that it probably happen. wouldn't even be. No. So I couldn't remember what it was called. Because, um, like, it's always, like, a challenge on mm-hmm. TikTok, right? Oh, like, okay. oh, do this dance challenge or do this oh, whatever. Okay. And you're just copying other people. Sure. So I was trying to find it so we could show it to mm-hmm. Max and Troy. Yeah. And there was this other one of, I just did, like, four-person challenge because yeah. I couldn't think of what it was. And there's this other one where a guy just, like, stood and, like, held onto a windowsill. And someone ran and jumped on his back. And another person <laughs> ran and jumped on that person's back. And then another person ran and jumped on that what? person's back. And uh, Max was like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Are your all... ceilings tall enough for that? No. <laughs> we would die. They looked like they were outside oh. on, like, a Florida, like, patio-type oh, area. Like, yeah. they weren't inside, but yeah. it was funny. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, that was highly entertaining. Yeah. So that was my current event. Just Good. that. I've gotten lovely reviews from our yeah. our um, episode last week. Uh huh. Oh, I was gonna read Leah. Her new thing now is to just live tweet is what she calls it, and oh. she just emails us everything about the episode. Uh huh. So she sent a few. They were pretty funny. The first one she said to Bailey, "Thanks for forgetting about me." <laughs> oh, at the bar. Yeah. The next one she said, "I'd have a baby with Nick Cannon. Just a bunch of money signs." <laughs> And then the last one, she said, finishing the episode, I have to say, I've been in a lot more pictures lately, and I'm not, and I'm losing my things less. <laughs> it's true. She said, moving up in the world. Yeah. Um, it's true. And then she just said, love the episode. Can't wait for the next one. And then she said, we didn't get a very high count in what Bailey calls her hoo-ha. That's disappointing, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but did you notice that Bailey's mom commented on... Um, the picture on Instagram and just listed a bunch of other names for vagina. Did, is that what she sent us? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. It was. I was like, now I know where Bailey gets it. She's like, I just wanted to throw a few more out there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. High reviews. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get a little jealousy from others that they weren't included on the last part of the episode, you know, of when we were guessing like who would be Oh, who. really? Yeah. Who? So, I mean, they'll remain nameless, but okay. I mean like. Our friends just need to be talked. Those are the only people that listen. I mean, seriously. <laughs> if we say your name, it's probably because you listen. You're a but now everyone's listener. listening. But I will, um, I did tell Taylor to pick, try and figure out a time so she could come. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like the next few weeks when we're doing them on like a weekend or something is good. So we got to get Taylor, Leah, and Jeff on in here since they were the other three that were part of our contest. That sounds good. Yeah. I, that shouldn't be too And hard. now that Bailey made our list, we just have to keep up with it Woo! so that way people know. I already looked at for, it today. I already forgot, like, to add her person that she did already. And I was like, whatever. Oh, I looked at it today because I thought for sure maybe we had done who I was going to do. Ooh. All right. Let's get into it. I want to okay. know who you're going to do. Demi Lovato. Nice. Okay. She seems like a good one. She's got some shit going on right now, doesn't She's she? She's got a lot all the time. <laughs> is what I'm figuring out. Yes. Okay. So, she... Okay. So, there's so much to her life that I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk about all of it because it's impossible. This is a person that we could do like, and I even thought about it, could do multiple episodes on. Yeah. And you still wouldn't really get it all. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do, which we could, we could come back and like do another round on her, but I'm only going to talk about the most recent thing that she's been um, talking about. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the Froyo thing. Oh, really? That's what I was talking about. (laughs) No, no, no. That was, like, weird to me. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. So, um, she was on a podcast that I listened to, and they talked, it was Joe Rogan's, and they talked for, like, hours, uh, of course. Um, And that was the first time that I had heard her talk about her overdose. And, like, she's able to talk about it without, like, really much emotion Hmm. like she's pretty straightforward about it she's pretty like this is what happened like whatever so okay so then I I saw her on something else and then I saw her again like 
recent. And I was like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? So I decided to look into it. So she did a really cool YouTube um, documentary. Like, it's a YouTube original is what they call it. Okay. So there's episodes on YouTube for her stuff. I only watched the first two, and they're really good, really well made. Like, go watch them if you have any interest in her. Or just, like, want a very... It's bone chilling to watch, but like a very interesting story of what can happen. Because mm-hmm. it's it's one that like should be, she shouldn't be in it because she should be dead. Yeah. So it's very, it's it's crazy. So there's too much, there's so much in her life to talk about as to why, what lead, led, led up to all of this. But what I'm going to talk about is the actual, um, the overdose in 2018. So in 2000. 18, she had a documentary that was following her for a year. Hmm. She was doing her North American tour. Okay. And she had a camera crew following her for a year. So she was trying to do like a Katy Perry, yeah. Justin Bieber movie type Yeah, thing. I don't... Okay. They never say who it was, like who was following her. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if it was Netflix. I don't know if it was... I don't know who was... Or maybe it was just her people. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but like they started all off saying like there's a whole year of footage that will never be seen. So they used some of the 2018 footage in the new, in the YouTube original. Um, And it makes, it's like, it's a very eerie, like, eerie, like, fucked up feeling Mm -hmm. to it because you know what's going on now. Yeah. So she just starts off talking about how in the summertime, she overdosed in July. In the summertime, she's always triggered because her dad died of an overdose in the summer around Father's Day. Okay. But she never but they don't know the exact day he died because he was just rotting when oh, someone found him. No. Yeah. This is it's strap in people. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's super okay. fucked up. So her dad was an addict. She cut her dad out. She thought that was best. She saw her dad like be abusive towards her mom when she was little. Um so that relationship was fucked already. Yeah. So then she has she was always afraid that she wouldn't know when he died or what would happen to him because he was an addict and she knew it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened is that she didn't know. And then it's oh, she, the way she says things is so fucked up. It's like they found his body the weekend of Father's Day. So like he was laying rotting alone like on Father's Day. And that was like her biggest yeah. fear. Ugh, it's terrible. I've heard people say that before who have family relatives who are addicts that like when the phone rings, they're, like, waiting for the call of, like, they're dead. Like, yeah. I've had, like, employees who've had relatives, and, like, I've heard multiple people say that, that, like, when they're close to an addict, they're, like, almost just waiting for the day, and they're, like, it's a horrible feeling. I'm like, yeah, I would imagine. But sadly, that's just how it is. Right. Yeah. Um, so she said she had a lot of guilt uh, because she was this huge mental health advocate, Mm-hmm. But she never helped her dad. Mm-hmm. And she said she would have done a lot more. She did a lot more for people she didn't even know or were just her friends yeah. for them than she had done for her father. So she was just super... She just has a lot of guilt yeah, because of that and holds a lot. Mm-hmm. She holds herself accountable for not trying to help her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but her mom's in the documentary with her her new husband that they have a... a they've been married a long time, it seems like, because they have a kid that's older. Um, but... Saying, like, you know, addiction's funny. Like, the person has to be ready to receive the help. And basically, the dad was never ready to, like, receive help is Mm -hmm. why they tried. It's not like they didn't try, but he just really... He he was never ready to quit. But saying that she had a lot of guilt. Um, So, then that leads into her relationship with her mom. So, she was out with her mom from a young age. And her mo- she saw her mom have an eating disorder the whole time she grew up. And mm-hmm. you can see pictures of her mom. And her mom was tiny. Just yeah. this tiny woman. Um, she was uh, she was casted in, like, beauty pageant. She was casted on Barney as a little kid. Like, she's grown up as a child star. Yeah. Clearly. No child star goes unscathed. Like, mm-hmm. there's no child stars that are fine today. Not one. I'm going to find one. <laughs> you should. <laughs> but I don't think there is any. That are this famous now. Yeah. You could have been a child star and then done nothing in your adult life and you'd mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. But you can't be a child star and be like a phenomenal, like just a worldwide star your whole life. So, um, 
so then it, it kind of like fast forwards into what was going on in 2018. So for six years, they knew that she had a problem. They were like, she's got an issue. We have to control her. She's such like a good performer, a good singer. So I don't know if like it was her producers or who it was. I like talent man. Yeah, her team protected her. So they kept her under like a microscope. They gave her a dietitian. They gave her a workout person. They gave her uh, a, a therapist. They gave her like they gave her everything. A chef, a cook, like. They yeah. managed her from the time she woke up to the time she went to sleep. Wow. For six years. Okay. So. And what age is she at this point? How old is she now? She's our age. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Thinking. So, so. like six years ago. She's in her mid-20s. Okay. Cool. Um, Which is still pretty vulnerable. Oh, yeah. But mind you, she's been told what to do, I assume, her whole life. Yeah. Being an actress, singer situation. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Decisions were made for her. Everyone told her what to do. Like. The people that are in the YouTube documentary just say, like, how intense it was. Like, how wild the whole experience was all the time. And mind you, something interesting is that when all these people sat down and, like, they're describing who they are underneath, it's all former. So, like, it's her mm. former um, her former assistant. It's her former, like, whatever. Which immediately tells you, like, something fucked up happened because yeah. they don't work for her or anymore. whatever anymore. Right. Um... But during this time, people knew she was unhappy. The, um, who's the person? Choreographer Mm -hmm. says they were always walking on eggshells around her. Like, professionally, it was the best thing that ever happened to her. But personally, they knew she was miserable and she didn't like it. And just hated everything about the North American tour. Even though it was the best thing. It was the biggest and best thing that had ever happened. Her career. In her career. This is like, I'm trying to think, around the time of like, yeah, Sorry Not Sorry. And what was the hot girl summer one? Cool for the summer. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So literally the peak of her career. Um, And also, in theory, you wouldn't think she would have been that fucked up by then. Because I don't, younger generation knew her because she was on Barney, she was on Disney. But us, we didn't really know her. I didn't know her until she was singing because we were like we missed her. Like we didn't watch yeah, Disney at I'm that time. Yeah, I'm the first time I heard, heard of her. her. I don't even know. I feel like we were out of college, honestly. Yes, but I love Selena Gomez because yeah. she's BFF with Taylor, and Selena and Demi are like pretty good friends. And I always thought of it because Selena's music career kind of went before Demi's. I oh, feel like, okay. and I always compared it to like Britney and Christina, like. Christina yeah. was way more talented than Britney in terms yeah. of vocal. And, like, Demi's so way much more, more talented mm-hmm. than Selena. And yeah. that's why I thought it was interesting when they were kind of having their little, like, power struggle, I yeah. feel like, of, like, who's better. It, yeah. like, very much reminded me of Britney and Christina. Yeah, that's a good analogy. And I feel like Christina always had shit she was dealing with. I mean, then Britney had all her shit happen. But, like, before mm-hmm. all of that, I feel like Christina was way more up and down. And then Britney just completely... We've already done her on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, okay, so during that time, she, in 2018, when she was on the tour, she felt herself, she knew she was in a bad place because she had started over-exercising and really, really restricting her diet. So she already knew she was in a bad place because she had seen what she was falling into. Mm-hmm. Did she, I know we don't want to get into everything, but has she already had the eating disorder prior to this? Okay, so she knew the signs and symptoms and like this is that behavior. Okay, Uh, cool. Which is why they had so many people on her all the time. Right, okay. Like one of the assistants said that they had to stay with her one night because she had a cookie. Like fucked up stuff that like they were. she would freak out because she had a cookie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like they fucked her up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, not them. Just, I just would say the the industry in general. So then she's having this. She's having even more guilt because she's this role model and she has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But she's not perfect. She knows she's not perfect. She knows that she's already starting to feel some signs like sh- things are bad. Yeah. She's not happy, but she's still struggling because in the public's eye, like she's supposed to be perfect. So, this is, it's eerie. So, they start showing stuff from the 2018 tour. It, the first episode opens with a uh, clip from Columbus. She, oh, wow. Yeah, she was in Columbus. Um, but then, the month before she relapsed, 
She has, it's in a stadium cheering for her. DJ Khaled is with her on stage uh, cheering on her anniversary of six years of being sober. Which means, like, she's been sober because all these people have been around her. They've been controlling her. Like, right. she's been sober for six years. Okay. Wild. Sober drugs, sober alcohol, Both. sober everything. Both. Sober okay. everything. Sober okay. drinking and drugs. Now, this is the time when she's starting to say to friends and be around that she wants to start drinking again. That she, like, wants to try it. She's been sober for so long. Like, she wants to try drinking again. So, she and she's also like, why am I sober? Everything's terrible. I don't like myself. I don't like anything. Like, what's the point in being sober if I'm not even happy while I am sober? Hmm. Like, that's supposed to be why you are sober because... Interesting. Being on drugs and being whatever is supposed to make your life harder, but my life is already terrible, so why wouldn't I just do drugs? Interesting. Yeah. So, one night, she grabs a bottle of red wine... And then it was within that night that she called one of her old friends for drugs. Then later that night, that friend takes her to a party. She's at that party. She runs into her drug dealer from six years ago. Oh, God. And the drug dealer, she Why said, is that drug dealer not doing anything different? <laughs> Have bigger goals, sir. <laughs> He's hustling. <laughs> the drug dealer runs into the old drug dealer... And she said she just, like, buys him out. Like, goes on, like, a buying spree and just, like, buys everything from him. So that night she does meth, coke, oxy. I think that was it that night. This is, like, kind of has to do with this, but also sidebar really quick. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show Euphoria? No. It's um, on HBO. It's really good. But the Zendaya is in it. Uh The, like, mixed girl who's, like, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she's a teen drug addict, and it kind of centers around her coming out of rehab. But she goes to see her drug dealer, like, mm-hmm. the first day she's home from rehab. And um, he, like, gets her super fucked up. Not gets her. He gives her gets her. Gets her. She gets fucked up. And then this person that she's, like, finally becoming friends with basically is like, hey, I don't think I want to be your friend anymore because I thought you were not doing drugs, and I don't want to be around that. So then she, like, goes in this huge spiral and is sad, but she goes to the drug dealer's house and is like, I need more drugs, give me drugs. And he's like, I'm not giving you any more drugs, I don't care. And then she's, like, banging on his door outside and she's like, this is all your fault, you did this to me, and now you won't even give them to me. And, like, it was a crazy scene and thing to think about, and I wonder if, like, anyone who deals drugs ever thinks about that. Like, like cutting people off? Or just, like, I ruined this part, like... This person had a totally normal life until the first time they ever got drugs from me. And then, like, they were just fucked up from then on. And, like, I know it's kind of like, is it their fault, the person who buying the drugs' fault? Like, both, whatever. But I just had never thought about it in that way until that scene when she was like, you did this to me and now you won't even give me any more drugs. And I am this way because of you. And I was like, whoa. That was weird. Do bartenders feel bad? That's a good point. I don't know. It's a fucked up thing. I'm, yeah. I'm a person that... I'll always believe in choice. Like, I don't right. think anyone tells you or controls you what right. to do. So, but I'm but thinking, like, this drug dealer at this party, yeah. knowing that she's yeah. six years sober, and then she's going to buy everything. Like, I just would wonder how that... Like, did that person then be like, great, she's back? Or was that person like, okay, I guess, you know? And it's fucking Demi Lovato. Right. It's not like it's some street urchin. Like, he, <laughs> they know exactly who she is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. It okay. is. Anyway, so she buys all the drugs. Yeah. And when she's on Joe... Go listen to Joe Rogan, too, if you want more of, like, a mismatched version of all of this and, like, a less serious version. Because Joe Rogan's, like, laughing at it. He's like, okay, he had a duffel bag of drugs. Who is this person? Like, he's just, like, going into, like, wait, what? Yeah. There's just duffel bags of drugs? Like That person knows some bad people probably and does some bad shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's crazy. Anytime duffel bags are involved in anything, I think. Duffel bags of money, duffel bags of drugs, duffel bags of alcohol, duffel bags of body parts. Yeah. Yeah. Humans, especially. Yeah. Um, So, that happens. No one really knows... About the drugs or what happened that night. They just know that she started drinking. Okay. So they just think she was drinking. They don't know that she did drugs. They is like her team. Her team, her friends, like the people. And she told the 
uh, her team, her friends, and they like came rushing in the next day and they all were like, she's super cognizant of what happened and was just like, you know, she drank, whatever. They don't know that she did all those drugs though. Okay. So, so she did do the drugs. She didn't oh, just yeah. buy drugs. Oh, yeah. 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 Did a lot of drugs. Did a lot of drugs. Okay. So two weeks goes by of just like teetering with like drinking and just like playing with what's going on. Not doing any drugs. Just like two weeks goes by of, I'm assuming she's on tour, so she's yeah. not left alone. Then she goes to her regular dealer. And I forget what she used to buy. It was like Xanax and something else that she used to buy it was like an upper and a downer that Mm -hmm. she used to buy but it was more like like less dirty of a drug like i don't know more like pedestrian i should say i don't know yeah they didn't have it but they were like but we have i have crack and heroin (laughs) i don't have your adderall ma'am but (laughs) i have some crack or heroin i would like to try that that and she was like i'll take it I feel like that's like going to be like, gosh, you know, they didn't have my regular, I don't know, like they didn't have my regular order at Starbucks today, so I bought the whole store. I just bought the store out so it could never happen again. (laughs) It's fucked up. It's fucked up. So. I feel like that also just goes to show how powerful addiction is. Oh, yeah. Like you can go six years with nothing Uh and then you have something and like you just cannot control it. You have a bottle of wine and it just sets you off. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's insane. So she buys it. Uh, They're having a game night uh, and she is like away. It's a normal thing. Yeah. Right. She's having a game night and like all her friends are downstairs and one of her friends is described in there as her former sober friend. So I don't know if it means that like the girl doesn't want, they're not friends anymore or like, I'm not quite sure because I didn't watch all of it. So I don't really know all the resolutions of everything. I wonder if sober friend is a term. Right. Like, I don't know if the friend, I don't know if it was like a, like a paid thing or right, like a right, right, right. sponsored. I don't know. Okay. Or they're just actually not friends anymore. So that's yeah. why I said former. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I'm not sure. Or maybe she's just not sober anymore. <laughs> yeah. Good point. But not the way she's talking. Got ya. Okay. So she, they're having friends night. She, Demi goes away. Everyone's like, where the fuck is she? So the friend goes up, finds her and she's like in her bathroom, like smoking crack or doing like heroin. Okay. And the friend's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're not doing this. I have no idea what you're doing. Like, no, this can't happen. And the friend said like, she's not there. Like, doesn't even know she's there. Like, she's fucked up. And the friend's like, no, like you have to go get help. Mm-hmm. Whatever. She surprised does not go get help. She takes a trip to Bali. Mm. She writes the song Sober. What song is that? I, it's a it's like a real deep one. She sang it on stage a bunch about being like the struggles of being sober. Interesting. But the irony is everyone thinks she was sober during that time. No one knows that she's relapsed at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So she's just drinking. So she's on she goes on her European tour. And she said when she left for her European tour, that's when she knew she was dependent on the drugs is because she wanted them like when she was abroad. I don't think she did them. I think she just drank. There's a bunch of videos and stuff that they have of her drinking like while she's on the European tour. And she just, they just look like they're having fun. Like it doesn't look like anything yeah, bad. It just yeah. looks normal. just looks like normal. But when you're a drug addict, like it looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> if it was like you or me, no one would think anything of it. But because it's her, they're like, this is terrible. But she's, like, with her team. She's, like, with all her people. So I think they thought she was just drinking. Yeah. So she comes back to L.A. after the European tour and starts using, like, heavily when she comes home. Uh, she forgets the words on stage Ooh. the night before she overdoses. Okay. I, it's a, I'm sure everyone's seen the video clip. Like, she's standing on stage singing sober. And she starts laughing, and she's like, oh, fuck, I forgot the words. And, like, everyone starts laughing because everyone thinks, like, oh, yeah, yeah. people forget their, like, whatever. Yeah. You have 100 songs. Like, yeah, you're going to forget your words sometimes. LOL. So, no one knew, so still, no one knows exactly what she's doing. Everyone in the in the documentary, everyone surrounding her says that she can hide whatever she wants to hide from everyone. She's super good at it because she's been told what to do for so long that she knows how to hide it. She knows how to keep things from people. 
So she was hiding everything from anyone that was going to care about what she was doing. That um, gives me anxiety just to hear about, let yeah. alone being someone hiding a completely like double life. It's fucked up. So uh, the night happens that she overdoses. I think it was like July 24th was the night. Um, of 2018, there's pictures and videos leading up to it. They have them, like, all time-stamped. I'm assuming she either posted them or someone else posted them. That's how they have them. Or she just gave, like, they're doing this documentary, yeah. so she gave them to them. Um, so it comes 5.30 in the morning. They go back to her house, and she says that she's going to bed. So the rest of her friends, they all go to bed. Mind you, people still just think she's drinking. They don't think that she's doing drugs. So they just think she's been out having fun, like they went to a party, like not knowing what she's doing. So 5.30, she says she's going to bed. Everyone else goes to bed in her house. She doesn't go to bed. She calls her drug dealer. Okay. It's the night she ODs. So the the assistant says that, once again, it says her former assistant, um said that she wanted to get there early because she had an appointment the next day that she really wanted to keep and she wanted to go to and it was very important. Never said what the appointment was, whatever. So the assistant gets there. She goes up to her room and the door's closed. And her, she's like, well, I know that that's a sign from her. Like, she doesn't want me to go in there, whatever. So I go back downstairs because I can hear the chef is there. So I went down to the chef. Went back up to the bedroom. Now I'm starting to get mad at her because we're going to be late for the appointment. Knock on the door. Nothing's happening. Go back downstairs. Talk to the chef. Talk to the security people. They say she needs to get up. So I go back upstairs, slowly open the door. She says, like, when I open the door, like, I get chills. Her room's, like, really dark. It's dreary, whatever. Um, she goes over to her and, like, can clearly tell something's wrong. So she starts calling, like, the security people. Yeah. More people come to the house. Um, the security people get there, and they're like, um, finally. seems like it took way too long to come to the conclusion that they needed to call 911. But the assistant was never told to call 911. She says that she snuck downstairs so no one would hear her call 911 because she didn't want anyone to stop her from doing it. So she called 911. They get her there. They said that, like, they're pumping her full of Narcan and whatever. They take her away. She's covered in, like, vomit and everything. And, like, the security person had the forethought to, like, I'm assuming he knew Demi and was, you know, telling them what to do before the... Which, why they didn't have fucking Narcan at a drug addict's house is kind of interesting. Um, or at least they don't have to tell her, but it should have right. been there. That makes right. no fucking sense. Um, so they get her to the hospital and they're like, you know, it'll be the next 24 hours. We'll figure out like what's going to happen because she wasn't responsive. And the assistant said she was blue, like laying there. So she was like, she's dead. So, um, remember when we did Heath Ledger? Yeah. They told they also were like told not to call nine one one for a while, yeah. and then the maid did or something. Yeah. Eventually yeah, did. that's right. Yeah, that's right. That must be like a thing in uh-huh. the industry of like yeah. don't call the scene unless we yeah. don't have to, which is kind of fucked up. Wildly fucked up. Unless yeah. you have like real medical perfect, like yes, have someone at this. Like have yeah. someone. Yeah. How do you not have someone? <laughs> I don't think your bouncer can also. Yeah, that's not the same job. Resuscitate you. But also, how do you not have Narcan? Like it yeah. was lobbied that Narcan was just like giving out like fucking candy. So why do celebrity who has a clear drug addiction problem not have Narcan somewhere on her building? Like makes right. no sense. Um. So the. The whole thing's fucked up, but it gets even more fucked up because it gets out to, like, her parents and friends before the media gets it out, before, like, anyone has contacted them. Okay. So, they're like, what are you talking about? What is going on? They're hearing about it from the media. Yeah, they're getting, like, they're texts like, and oh, calls and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah, don't even know Ooh. what's happened. So... Um, they hooked her up to a dialysis machine, which cleans your blood. So they put a port in her neck, and they were just taking all the blood out of her body and cleaning it and putting it back in. Interesting. Um, and they, the doctors were paying attention to her eyes, her kidneys, and her brain is what they were trying to make sure didn't fail. Uh, so we all know she lived. So they said that if it would have been five to ten more minutes, she would have died. Wow. Like that was all she had until she was dead. Her littlest sister gets there when and is there when she's waking up, 
and the little sister says like hey it's me like I'm right here like every you're okay like she wanted her to know that she was like sitting there and Demi has her eyes open and is like who is that mm. she can't see her she can't see wow so the crazy part is is that her mom and stepdad said that she wasn't allowed to see that sister anymore because she wasn't sober and clean so like they wouldn't let that little sister around her anymore for years oh because they didn't want the little sister around yeah her yeah and then they said like the irony of when she woke up she couldn't see her yeah super fucked up that's weird isn't that weird that's weird um so what the overdose essentially did is she had three strokes and a heart attack in that time she can't drive because she's legally blind um and she has a multitude of other health problems still from it but the biggest i think is her eyesight that she does not have so she like still can barely see yeah yep i didn't know that yeah i didn't either until I was listening, she on Joe Rogan, she was talking about it. So does she still like perform and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, she hasn't yet, because the pandemic happened. Yeah. Uh huh. I guess I didn't really realize she overdosed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like I've always known she's had issues mm-hmm. and you know like health problems mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. eating disorder and mm-hmm. depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like she, I feel like she's been very outspoken about all of that, but I didn't realize that uh-huh. she. Because it kind of happened, and then she was quiet, and then the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it was very, um, she said it's taken her this whole year, like, in quarantine to figure it out, and, like, she was finally ready to talk about it. But, so then it kind of goes into, people are like, well, how did this happen? Like, right. if she was doing, she was doing drugs before, but, like, nothing that was probably going to kill her. Yeah. And it's what people don't understand we don't understand about drug addicts or any addict is when they go back in or relapse they go back in deeper than where they left off yeah because they ask her they're like well people have a hard time understanding like how you went to heroin when you never did heroin before yeah after being sober for six years like how did that happen and it's not even that's just what happens is that they go in way deeper than they were when they stopped the first time. Interesting. It's wild. So now she is, and I'll just loosely base on this because there's still so much more, but um, she is now smoking weed. I don't believe she's drinking at all, but smoking weed because she said that she cannot be sober. Like, she cannot have the all-or-nothing approach. Like, that doesn't work for her. She has to figure out something to do. Hmm. So, she smokes weed. Um, so, a lot of people criticize her for that. And she's like, okay, cool. Do that. But just nothing else works for me. So. Right. But, like, how do we know right now she's also not doing a plethora of other drugs? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if she lied about it mm-hmm. for that long mm-hmm. and... Supposedly, she says she has a completely different team around her now. Um, And if you look at her now, you can tell she looks more like herself. Like, she's put on weight. She looks better. You can tell by the way she talks, she is better. Um, But I think she is living a way more normal life now than she was. Um, But I think that the news story that was in the news recently about the frozen yogurt shop and, like, all that stuff. Of course, like, that's fucking ridiculous and whatever. But I don't think – I think it goes to show you that people don't quite understand how addiction and how that sort of thing affects you. Yeah. And don't understand what it did to her. Yeah. And so it's easy to, like, poke fun or be like, that's ridiculous. But in her eyes, like, it's not ridiculous. And that's, like, the life she's had to live. Mm -hmm. So – it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like starting to understand the trauma that, like, some people do have to go through or just relive or, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I even was having a conversation with um, someone who works with me about just, like, a work thing in general. And I was saying, like, oh, well, if you don't do this, you're not, like, leadership material or whatever offhanded smart-ass comment I make that I make. And she kind of looked at me and was like, but not everyone's like you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you, like, are confident and love yourself. And, like, all these things, like, 
I, when I hear that I have to like have a picture taken of me, I immediately think back to like middle school when like I was so made fun of and like all da da and like all this stuff and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I never really thought like it's just interesting to me the more that I like listen to people and hear people how much like people actually go through that you like can't even put your mind into until you actually like mm-hmm. let it. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to like brush off people as like sensitive mm-hmm. or you know like something mm-hmm. like that, but. Yeah, I feel like everything is a little bit different for other people. I mean, her life obviously has been way more insane than majority of people's lives would be. But if, you know, walking into a Froyo shop and seeing a sugar-free cookie sets you off like that, like, imagine what else has to set her off. Like, exactly. That would just be a hard life to live. And I feel for her. Yeah. It'll be, that's something to watch. We'll have to see what she does in the next couple years, where she's at. Because I feel like it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Like, she could either be a drug addict the rest of her life. Yeah. Or she can live, like, this new, like, modified lifestyle that might not be, like, a touring, revolving around music anymore life. But I don't really think she can have it both. I don't think she can be a mega superstar and be completely sober. She's crazy talented. Yeah. Like, her voice is mm-hmm. out of this world. Yeah. And... It'd be I'd interesting. Lo- I'd love to know what Enneagram type she is. Yeah. 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 So that's just a very small piece, and that even took a long time to talk about. That's just a, about a day in her life that happened, and it's pretty wild. She's someone that you could definitely do uh, way more on. You could talk about her childhood. You could talk about what she's doing now. She's someone we definitely could do. I'd be that. interested in the eating disorder part, just because that type... that. Um, I read a book. Did you ever read? I feel like I talked about it on the podcast. Um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. No, I just picked it up though the other day. Um, she had an eating disorder. Okay. Growing up. Mm -hmm. And she kind of goes into it in the book, but it started when she was like 13. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when I've heard majority about eating disorders, it typically starts around that Mm -hmm. age, which to me sounds incredibly young and Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. But, um... It has so much to do with, um, like, her saying that her mom had it. Like, it has so much to do with, like, the outside factors mm-hmm. around a mm-hmm. kid. I mean, 13-year-old's a kid. Um, I mean, I'm sure drugs does, too. But I think drugs is a lot more peer pressure type thing, where I think eating disorder is a lot more, um, like, authoritative pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people that usually have, like, eating disorders, it's more of, like, a... Everything else in their life is out of control, so they can control the food. Yes. So it gets, like, more fucked up. That's what um, Glennon Doyle said. She had um, bulimia. Yeah. And she basically just said she felt like everything was insane, but I could go into the bathroom and for five minutes control what happened to my life. Yeah. Wow. It's fucked up. Ugh. It's a hard pass for me. Go pick out your own outfit, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, your hair color. I don't know. Something different, though, would probably be good. But yeah. that probably just goes to show how controlling some people are. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, <sighs> a, it's a wild one. That is. I'm going to go watch the YouTube thing. Yeah, you should. They're only 20-minute episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it goes by really quick. I bet that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. I, I want to watch the rest of it. I can't believe interested. she's, like, blind. Yeah. I mean, I guess if she, like, was, like, five minutes away from dying, she's really lucky she doesn't have more brain damage than that. Yeah. There are some, there's other things that are wrong. I just can't remember them all right now because it's more technical. But, yeah. yeah, she's not right after this. And what's weird is she's really not that, she's not that excited that she didn't die. It's not like Okay, a, that was going to be my other question was, do you think or did she go into that it was like a purposeful overdose? No, I don't think it was purposeful. No? Okay. No. But she just doesn't seem like it's... It's very weird how she... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's weird. I mean, she probably is someone that will have to be like watched. intensive therapy and watched yes, her whole life. her whole life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Hundred percent. You should watch that show Euphoria. I feel like that was one of the first times I watched something that was like, "Whoa, this is what it's like to be a drug addict." And I'm sure that's not exactly what it's like. You know, it's dramatized, sure. but yeah, still, just like 
also with TikTok, mm-hmm. I so many people have TikToks that are like, follow me on my journey to sobriety, or follow me, I just like had quadruplets. Follow me, I have um, like bipolar disorder. Like it's just an interesting mm-hmm. view into people's like mm-hmm. everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've learned a lot about people from it, which huh. is ironic because you'd think it's like a dumb, stupid thing, which it kind of is. It definitely is. But <laughs> I also think there's people on there that just are interested, like, oh, I have somewhere to like tell people my story. And like, it's crazy. Like there was this one girl who talked about how she was like sex trafficked since she was like five years mm-hmm. old because her dad did it to her with like his friends Mm -hmm. and then eventually one day he didn't care enough and he like needed drugs or something and he legit just sold her to somebody else Mm. and then she was on with this person and they got her on drugs Mm -hmm. they said that happens a lot they like force you to use drugs and then you're codependent on them yes and then she eventually like was handed off to someone who's like a better ish person and he kind of helped clean her up and then basically, like, decide, let her decide if she, like, wanted to stay or leave and she left. But she just was saying, like, the whole narrative around... Because she technically, for a while, like, yes, yeah, she was sex trafficked, but then she was like, you could also say I was just a sex worker choosing to be because I got addicted to drugs. So, like, it wasn't like I ever chose that for myself, but, like, if people were to look at me... And be like, oh, she doesn't deserve help because she's choosing this type thing. And she's like, when really I never chose any of it. That was a whole. If I find someone interesting, I'll just scroll all the way back to their like first TikTok to be like, ooh, what's this about? And then that's how you lose a lot of your time. <laughs> if you're wondering. Yeah, okay. All right. You need a good time waster. But also to feel really great about your life. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. What was that? Wow. I was not, what was I doing at five years old? Not that. Wow. That's some heavy shit going on over there. Yeah, it is. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, we were doing a shorty today, but yeah. still 50 oh, minutes. So yeah. there you go for everyone. Yeah. We knew Demi would take some time on that. Um, when this airs, I will be flying to Vegas. So you go next week? See you suckers later. Yeah. Wednesday morning. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have fun. Yeah. I'll listen to this on the plane. <laughs> Nothing weird about that. <laughs> Is that your own voice I hear in your headphones? <laughs> it sure is. Isn't it the sound of an angel? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.